What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. This is your first time. I usually open up the room, and then I wait about two minutes. Um, if people want to or are able to download the app and hurry up and get a profile going, or if they uh, get the notification a little bit late. So we'll get started here in a few minutes. What's up, Drake? What's happening, Ant? This one was out of left field, my guy. Yeah, left field. Um, I got a I got a message two days ago um, to watch out for him, and then <clears throat> I was like, I was like, all right, cool. So I was doing, so I started his video, but then I was really working on this kid named uh, Ty Ty Washington, mm-hmm. and then then I checked Twitter today, and they said. Giabate has committed to Michigan. And I'm like, are you kidding me right now? So I had to stop that project and like start the Giabate one back up. And I just got that up on like 30 minutes ago. Any early thoughts on it? Yeah, man. Um, It's good. It's good. I mean, (laughs) you know, it's good. It's positive. Um, I mean, to, the the question I think a lot of Michigan fans and in a lot of my group chats I talked to today is like, I mean, is this guy ever going to step on campus? Like, is this Isaiah Todd part two? No. So the the Isaiah Todd stuff. So there's so now Michigan has two five stars, right? They have Caleb mm-hmm. Houston, um, and they have Musa Giabate. So, um. If you are expecting one of the two to go pro and not go to college, um, it'll more likely be Musa. Mm-hmm. Um, but Caleb is the higher ranking one, the higher ranked one. Um, this isn't that this this isn't that situation really. Um, I won't be shocked if that turns out to be the situation. But the whole Todd thing, I mean, this dude. Like this dude was looking for this this dude was looking at overseas and pro deals from like November. Yeah. Um this this isn't a Christopher deal either. Like I had a dude who was telling me since December up until April, he was like, dude, Christopher is not going to Michigan. <laughs> right. So like, you know, a lot of people have a little bit of uh I'll call it like a like PTSD with Oh the yeah, they got some PTSD about it. But um this is a totally different situation. Uh these guys aren't thirsty for uh thirsty for a pro contract. These these guys aren't thirsty for self clout and all that either. So so let me ask you, so is the expectation that 
all it's six guys, right? All six of these guys sign because um, the early signing period is coming up. It comes up here in about a week or two, right? So yeah. let's so let's um let's go through all of the let's go through who they have. So they have um, Frankie Collins, right? Mm-hmm. They have Kobe Bufkin. Yep. This is off the top of my head. Isaiah Barnes. Mm-hmm. And they have uh, Caleb Houston. Yep. And they have Will Cheddar. And Diabate. And Giabate. Okay. So, you know, that's six. That's six dudes. Um, They're all pretty different. The only one that I will say is, I'm not going to call him the odd man out, but he's um, definitely behind someone already. He's probably Will Cheddar. Yep. Where you have guys like Caleb Houston and Giabate. These are two two guys. They go to college. They're not lasting for more than one year. Maybe two. That's like a big maybe two years. Yeah. So Cheddar is someone who, you know, you're gonna need like like long term. You know what I mean? But I uh, but I still think he's he's worth it to take. Like those guys are big for a program. Right. Exactly. Uh you need those guys who are going to keep your culture. That's where, that's why you see, you know, you know, Duke has been really successful in the, in the tournament, but that's why you see them have growing pains throughout the year. Like they haven't won an outright title in like 10 years for the ACC. Um, and they get by on that talent. If they had, if they had guys who are staying for, you know, three years and then you bring those talented freshmen in, um, you're able to get through a lot of bumps and bruises uh, while still, um, you know, winning your winning your conference. No, you got to thread the needle when it comes to these talented. Like I remember, there was a Kentucky team a couple of years ago that I think like they got like Alex Poitras back as like a like a junior, and then combined with I think it was the James Young year. Um, uh-huh. And you you thread the needle when you get these super talented freshmen with some decently talented upperclassmen. And who are like leaders and telling you yep. how things are like you can't get through. You cannot get through college basketball uh, only on talent because you could you have. Based on what guys tell me. All right. It is way harder. It is way harder to score the ball and to do well in college than it is the NBA. And it's because. The NBA has so much spacing and they have rules against certain things. There are no rules really against the defense in college. And they Mm -hmm. let you bump and you got to play through things and they could scheme certain ways. And they're not worrying about defensive three seconds or illegal defense, or they're not worried about everyone being elite. If there's a foul trouble, there's a lot of differences. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Sam, what's up? Hey, I was just um, wondering a question for you. So I subscribed to like UM Hoops um, and Dylan Burkhardt, and he did like a breakdown of the um, Diabite. And he said that like one of his biggest attributes was playing together with Hunter Dickinson. Um, and I know he's kind of a uh, four or five combo due to his mm-hmm. length. But I was wondering what you thought of that and what the difference is between him and like an Efton Reed, where it seems unlikely they, due to like spacing and defensively how they could play together well first of all thanks for coming up sam and asking me that question so first of all efton reed can play with hunter dickinson Mm 
it would be a little bit tougher in college because the four man is usually like a stretch for more perimeter oriented. Um, he could play, but it'll be kind of, kind of sketchy them playing at the same time. Um, what makes Giabate such a good fit with Hunter is that they can both stretch the floor. That's one. Two, they could both pass the ball. They are really good passers, and they're really freaking smart. Um, Giabate is also a really good, a really good partner because he can guard the one through the five. So if so, you know Michigan. If they're in man-to-man defense, uh, Beeline has something called 44. 44 meant if you're a one, two, three, or four, you switch screens, you switch handoffs, because we're all pretty much the same size. We can all guard perimeter a little bit on the inside. Giabate has really good feet. He's super long. He can, he can guard pretty much anybody on the court. Um, he can handle the ball, too. Uh, he is... He's probably he's probably the most versatile player, uh, one of the more versatile players in the whole class, not just Michigan, but like just in terms of the entire country, because he could do so many things. So, so, many so things. Ian, I, I think this is a, a good thing to talk about. So, like with Jawan, like is this a guy who's playing a, the four next to Dickinson? Um, yeah. So this is a dude yeah. who will be playing the four and the five, and you'll have Brandon Johnson there too. So you know it's it's going to be interesting how he works out that um, rotation. What's up, Sam? Yeah, you just you beat me to my. I was gonna for Brandon Johns. I think this kind of means a little bit. I mean, because Jawan's kind of shown that he wants to play more of the bigger, like more Kentucky model of just length and athleticism. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like he said, positional basketball, and you kind of like put in mind what Beeline did, like four, three guards and a combo forward, and then a center. Um, I think it's interesting what this will mean for Johns and guys like Terrence Williams too, you know? Yeah. So guys like Terrence Williams and Brandon Johns, uh, if you go back and watch Brandon Johns high school film, uh, he has, he has a lot of perimeter ability. He just hasn't really shown that. I'm not sure if he's been given the confidence to, uh, but you could very well see Johns as like a big three out there. You can see Johns as a four and then bumping, Giabate down to the five to be basically you could switch the one through the five at that point. And then Terrence Williams, probably my favorite player from that 2020 class uh, who was going to be underrated coming in uh, someone else who was going to have to learn more perimeter skills, who's coming in as a tweener, like a three, four, you're not sure exactly where he fits due to his size and due to his skill set. What's up, Jack? Yo, uh, so I was wondering, uh, you guys were talking about the, like the depth, depth at the, uh, like power forward center area. Like we have like, uh, 2021, we're going to have, uh, uh, Hunter Dickinson, Brandon Johns, uh, Diabate, uh, uh, we're gonna, and a lot of really, uh, big dudes. Like, do you think, uh, because like Caleb Houston and, uh, Dibate, do you think they're one and done guys? Are they definitely going to start, or do you do some one and done guys like come off the bench? Because like I don't know, they could have like Brandon Johns, who's going to be a senior twenty twenty one. Is well, uh, and, and, 
and this is something we talked about, like with with the eligibility stuff. Like, how many guys are going to be on this roster next year? Yeah, that's an, yeah, that's a good question. That's yeah. also wild. So you're looking at, so if you guys aren't you know too familiar, due to COVID and do what's going on, literally every single person on this year's Michigan team can come back and play next year. That's Isaiah Livers. That's Mike Smith. That's Shondi Brown. That's Eli. All these guys can can you know come back next year. What is I it? don't know. Scholarships. I don't know. What, what's the what's the scholarship situation going to be there? That's it's, nuts. But the NCAA has pretty much said, yeah, you're still on scholarship, but you will not count towards the scholarship count. Oh damn, we're gonna have a stupid amount of debt, debt if uh, all those dudes come back. Like a right. stupid amount of dudes. And, and like. Be able to. And, like, yes, it's depth, but in basketball, like, you really don't need good depth. Like, like eight, nine dudes, like right? Like, eight, eight or nine. You know, that's all you need. You know what I mean? Um, let me okay. get Sam back in here. What's up, Sam? Yeah, so I was um, – so obviously you played in college, and um, I know that rule sounds, like, really good to fans. And, like, being a high school kid, like, you'd think a lot of guys who, like – like say Eli Brooks, who probably won't be able to play professionally, wouldn't come back or would come back per se. But how attractive is that for like you being in that situation to come back for another year of college to play basketball again? It's really it's really attractive, especially if you are a guy like Eli Brooks, who you see isn't going to be in the NBA. Uh, I'm not telling that that he's bad, but I mean, you know, you know, we know Eli. You know what I mean? So. You know, like someone like that is very attractive for him to to come back, and it's also good for him to mentor guys, like you know Frankie Collins coming in. You know, like hey, you know this is what I've learned from you know Xavier Simpson. You know, this is what I learned battling guys like David DeJulius. This is what you know Simpson told me that Derek Walton said. Hey, this is what Derek Walton kind kind of learned from Trey Burke. You know, you know, so and so and so. Yeah, I mean, we forget Eli played in the national championship game, right? You know that that's 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 a lot of experience. Um, but I do want to get back to the question. So, you know, there's going to be there's going to be they're going to be deep. They're going to be three people legit deep, um, especially at the big man spot. And you're going to have you know situations where you have guys like Caleb Houston and. Giabate coming in, and these are guys who are like one and done types. Um, are these guys who come off the bench? Eh, I don't, I don't know what Juwan's gonna do. Uh, <laughs> I think he wants to. I think he is gonna want to play his guys, and unless they get vastly outplayed, um, I believe that those one and done guys will get a lot of minutes <laughs> because that is for recruiting too. They come in. They play 25 to 30 minutes a game. The next five-star who looks at this situation, they go, hey, you know what? He, he just had a, a couple of five-stars come in. They played a lot, and they were first-round draft picks. Yeah, I, like, like a 23-year-old Shondi Brown versus a 18-year-old Caleb Houston is like, I mean, I don't, I don't really know which way you go there. Right, but good thing they don't play the same position. <laughs> that's true. <Yep. laughs> they don't play the same position. Well, I mean, I think that's kind of the thing about Michigan right now is they're they're 
recruiting a bunch of guys that can play multiple positions, probably outside of Dickinson, but everybody else can really play multiple. Right. Even, you know, Frankie Collins, he's about 6'2", but he's so explosive, you could slide him to the two pretty uh, seamlessly. I had a, I had a question about Frankie Collins. The one now? I had a question about uh, Frankie Collins. Do you think in 2021 it's possible to start uh, Frankie Collins at point guard? Because some people like uh, Dr. Wolverine Corner, he's really hyped about Frankie Collins and think he can be a really good uh, point guard. And like, you think him and like Zed Jackson could start at the one and two 2021? Yeah, so, I mean, like, you know, you have guys like, you know, Zeb is in there. Um, you have – and then that comes back to – I don't Adrian know if he's return. Eli Brooks comes back, a veteran point guard would be. Does Mike Smith come back? Yeah, Mike Smith. He's been, yeah, yeah, that's the guy I'm looking at. You know what I mean? Does Mike Smith come back? Does, does Eli come back? You know, these are questions where, like, unless I see the roster, usually I can, you know, tell you, like, hey, look, these guys are lo- – are leaving this guy's coming in is going to be his team i'll tell you what if if there was no covid and the ncaa had the same rules if eli and mike smith were to leave 100 percent jawan would have got another grad transfer point guard yeah especially because if you had to start uh frankie collins there at the, i guess you could go with your boy adrian nunez but like you don't know it'll be a senior 2021 but like He's a shooting guard, but I could start Zip Jackson at the one, two, and but you don't know how good Adrian Nunez can be if he's keep being a starting player there. Right. Uh, Rain had a good question. Uh, asked, even with the number one class in the country, do you still think it might hurt the program bringing in so many freshmen? Uh, yes and no. If it's not done correctly, you end up with something like Memphis, a situation like that. Uh, if it's done correctly, then you're going to end up with a situation like, say, Duke where or like a Kentucky. Um, but you don't want to end up with the Kentucky when, when they lost uh, Robert Morris that year. Um, the only issue with bringing in this many freshmen over the next two to three years, uh, you are opening yourself up to having a really, really down year. But as fans, you have to you have to take us take a step back and say, okay, I would rather a lower floor sometimes, as long as the ceiling is as high as it can get. Yeah, yeah. that's what, that's what I love about the way he's recruited this year because last year it felt like super or- unorganized with his recruiting plan. He just kind of threw darts at a dartboard for every five star and didn't really have a ground a floor for a program but like getting two to three year guys like collins and buffkin and shedder and even barnes and then you leave room for the five stars like houston and it was D- a great strategy yeah exactly his board is so much more better now because now we have a floor for solid three-year big 10 players and then you leave room for guys like houston and diabite to come in so that if they do end up, one of them goes to the G League, it doesn't kill the class like, say, a Todd or a Christopher was last year. Although I know you said Christopher was never coming. But, and, you know. And so this was a question of mine. Um, so are they done? Or is there? do you think there's a chance that, like, if Seven. he wants to come, that they'll take him? Seven was if, a crazy amount. If they him. get Efton Reed to come, you're going to say no to a five-star center? True, you got to take him if he says yes. You have because- to. You're going to have to take him, and you may have to have a tough conversation with somebody else who's already committed. 
Friend Wagner, too. I mean, like, Custard is he Chef. supposed to go? Or if, he, if Franz Wagner comes for a third year, Jesus, that's going to be, he's going to be I think Franz is gone. Yeah. I Franz think Franz is gone. Dude is like boy, Franz right they don't open a spot for uh, Dude is 6'10 right, right now. Too. Yeah, that dude, I think so this we is could his last year. Get Efton Reed. Because uh, that'll open up a scholarship. Um, we had another. Matt Riley asked, um, who has a higher ceiling, Zeb Jackson or Terrence Williams? Um, I'm going to go with Zeb Jackson has a much higher ceiling. Um, like, you know, you know, he can, you know, he has a little bit of like Jalen Rose vibes, but it, it, it all comes down to his confidence and the role that he's going to play, you know, once he gets to Michigan. Um, but he gives me a lot of Jalen Rose vibes at his ceiling. And he's so athletic. He can shoot the ball. He can handle the rock. He's about 6'5", 6'6", 6'5". Um, wow. People think be a, he's like 6'2". Dude is like as tall as I am. That'll, we, we, that'll be a big upgrade because like we're used to having like a combo guard set at the two, like a, a six-foot guy, point guard, six-one guy as a two we'll have like a six five dude at the two now so big yes yeah, so michigan lacked that last year they yeah, they, that's what you they talked didn't about have that six five guard who Even can help hit on the ball shoot the rock uh steady the offense they went to a two three point guard lineup at times you know in the past they had jordan Poole. they had muhammad muhammad ali abdul rahman they had um they had, they had like Tim Hardaway, Stauskas. They had Manny Harris. They had these bigger guards who can help with the offense. And this past year was the one year where like you really wish guys like Adrian Nunez really stepped up and took over there. Um, but they're not going to have that issue from now until the foreseeable future. So, so Zeb probably has the higher ceiling, but I actually think that Terrence Williams ends up as the better basketball player. He kind of I like, like Terrence Williams Anderson vibes. I like the, Terrence Williams a lot. He gives you what vibes? Justin Anderson from Virginia. From Virginia? Really? Yeah. Really? 6'5", like 6'6", six, 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 like big body. Yeah. He gives me Jawan Morgan vibes from yeah, Indiana. Definitely. I mean, I, I think what we're getting is a guy who's tough, three- or four-year player, um, and I think those are super valuable, like we talked about. Uh, Terrence is he a three- or four, three, four guy. He's what you would call a t- prototypical tweener. Like me, I was a tweener. I was a three, four, whatever. Um, same with Terrence, tweener, three, four. Like you're not tall enough really to be a power forward, um, but you have good enough size where you're like you're like not really a three. You know what I mean? It's like that's like the eh, I'm not sure what what you are, but that comes back down to the positionless bas- basketball. If you can guard, if if you can guard a two, you can play the two. If you can if you can guard your position, you can play that position. If you can't guard a certain position, you can never play that position. And I got a I got a question. This is kind of random, but we were talking about how. Zeb and how our guards would be are going to be pretty young in 2021, and um, and it just kind of kills me that Julius still left. Do you still? I mean, if, if you think about it, like he would have gotten big shots this year. He would have been competing with Smith, and who knows if they even bring Smith. And then 2021, I mean, you're thinking he's starting. Do you really have any idea why the hell he transferred? 
I don't think it was mainly up to him. Uh, it all comes down to your circle. So in basketball, you have these like crews. You have like it's really hard to explain, but it's like your own. Yeah, no, I got, I got you. Like, yeah, like an inner circle, right? You're right. It's like so, like you have a circle, and these are, these are like your, like the top people who who have influenced your life over the last ten to fifteen years. So these are people who have steered you in the right direction this entire time. If within that circle starts humming, like, hey, you need to get up out of there. Usually, you're gonna listen. So I'm not sure if that was 100% up to him or if it was a, if, if it was a situation that really came from the circle where they wanted him to uh, move on. Either way, he's he's eligible right away for uh, yeah. Cincinnati. Yeah, by the way, I, I really like the uh, Paul Millsap. I like Paul Millsap for Terrence Williams. Yeah, so that was one of my comps. It was My comps for him was Paul Millsap and Jawan Morgan for him. Just tweeners can shoot it. Highly skilled. Not going to blow you away athletically, but you know, man, like they just know how to hoop. I had another question. I feel like this might be really like a bad comparison, but from what you say, I feel like Caleb Houston is kind of similar to Fred Wagner. It might be a really bad comparison, but like really good, like a uh, really good shooter, elite defender, like at a lot of positions. And drive the ball well. I don't know. Maybe that's a. That's I'd, say he's more, I'd say he's more like Livers. Might be Livers anymore. Uh, Livers doesn't really play defense like that. Yeah, not, I yeah, would say Livers is not a good enough. I would defender. say, I would say, with Caleb Houston and Franz Wagner in the in a lineup, would look like Mike Dunleavy and Shane Battier. That's what it will look like. If you're not familiar with Mike Dunley or Shane Battier, you watch, go back and watch some YouTubes. Them dudes were some killers. Definitely. If we had like Caleb Houston and uh, Franz Wagner in the uh, next year, that'd be insane. I think you got to assume that Franz is gone. Like Franz, Franz and Livers, gone, like, but... I-, I can't imagine those two guys being back. Yeah. If Livers and Livers and them almost left this year, there's no way they're coming back. Wagner's love it at Michigan. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, uh, if I'm Livers, I still come back next year. If he can, you think you think he's not? He's that a? a I just NBA don't think he's there. I mean, okay. I love I love his game and I love what he is for Michigan. But his player comparison for me is a diet Jordan Nawara uh, mm. from Louisville, and that dude from Louisville is about to go like. Early, mid second. Oh, if, okay, you're, well. if you're a diet of that, you know, I'm not sure, you know, if he just wants to go and play pro, hey, do your thing. Um, but if your goal is to get to the league, um I, I don't know, man. He has to he has to rebound better, defend better, and he has to be able to create his own shot, which which he just can't do right now. He does shoot a great percentage from three, though, and I think NBA teams will like that enough to take a chance on him, like, early in the second. But he he doesn't defend well enough to, like, be a – he doesn't really – he's not big enough to defend fours, and he's not quick enough to defend threes. So how the hell is he – who's he going to play defense on in the NBA? Well, if you're – if 
you're a really good shooter, they'll find guys to hide you on. Like, look at Duncan Robinson. Yeah. But at the same time, at the same time, Duncan Robinson is shooting at historic levels. Elite shooter. You know, he's shooting at his historic levels. And, and he has, and he's found, and he found the right program. You can, you can take, you know, you could put him in two NBA teams and he would have similar success. Put him in the other 28 or 29, he's not in the NBA anymore. Yeah, it's all. He just doesn't get that same opportunity. Yeah, I was thinking of, um, this might be a little deep, but you know, uh, Davis, Davis Bertans for, uh, the Wizards? Bertans, yep. Yeah, well, he, I think he came into the league with the Spurs, and like there was a whole article I read that said like something along the lines of if he hadn't played with the Spurs, there would have been no other NBA team that would have like taken him just because of his. I mean, he's a great shooter, but he can't guard for a lick, and now he's you know he's gonna get like twelve million dollars in free agency prep. Yeah, and then you have guys like Draymond Draymond Green. He's one of my favorite players. I know people don't like him, um, especially Michigan fans. But he's one of my favorite my favorite players. But he was almost out of the league for the Warriors because they played him out of position. But once David Lee went down, they moved him to the four. All of a sudden, everything clicks. And now he's been on all-star teams. He's been starting on uh, you know championship teams. And he would have never become Draymond. But he became Draymond just because he was moved to his correct position. So little things like did, that. Did Izzo play him at the four? Or was he at the? I was a little young. Izzo played him at the four. Okay. Izzo played him at the four. Did he ever play small ball five with them like the Warriors did? I don't think so. I don't think so. That's not something Izzo would do. That's that's not something Izzo would do. Yeah, this is all right, and I got to take off. But this is dope, man. I, I this app is kind of. I've never I've never been on here. Kind of dope. So appreciate you coming sick. on here. I love this thing. So, like, I'm on here, you know, during halftime of football games, um, post games. I'm going to be using this like crazy when uh, uh, basketball starts. And we'll talk about, like, um, we'll talk about, like, scouting reports before the game. Then we'll talk after the game, like, what happened, what you guys saw, and and all that fun stuff. Yeah, no, man. Appreciate it. Not a problem. Thanks, man. Um, Riley, any chance we, we we get Chet? I mean, at this point, we could get LeBron James. I don't know, man. Um, it'll be interesting because if they get Chet, Chet is, Chet is a really interesting. He's a really interesting prospect, man. Um, I don't even know who to compare his game to. Like, I just, I just don't know. But I, my my best comp for him was like a Kevin Garnett in high school was KG. That was, that was the only comp I could, I could come to. He was, he's the most intriguing and I cannot wait for the draft because, because I bet teams are just as perplexed as I am. Dude is seven, one, 137 pounds. Jesus. That's a, that's a twig. <laughs> Rain, this works way better than Mixer. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Uh, is this a power forward or a traditional center? Uh, Giabate is a forward. He is a forward who could play the four. He could play the five. 
Um, if you want to go huge, you could play him at the three. He handles the ball well enough. Um, he's able to pass it well enough. Uh, he can guard the one through the five. Uh, this is a really good pickup. Really good pickup. Him, Caleb Houston, uh, you know, these are guys who are elite defenders. Elite defenders. If you are elite on the defensive end in the Big Ten, and you could also shoot the ball, um, you are going to succeed. Point blank, period. And Juwan has done a nice job. He's done a, he has done a nice job recruiting. Um, but just understand, it's not it doesn't all come down to recruiting. It's what you do with those recruits once they get to once they get to campus. Well, there's a bunch of teams out there who get five stars and high four stars, and you will be shocked to see where they are when the season ends. Look at Ben Simmons, you know, Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons never went to what he never went to an NCAA tournament. Andrew Wiggins didn't get past what round of 32 or the sweet 16. I think they lost the, did they lose the Eastern Kentucky? Andrew Wiggins, that, uh, that, that, uh, Kansas team. I believe so. This is going to bother me. Let me look that up right quick. Uh, let me see. What was that? Kansas back in 20, was it 2012, 2013? Was that the year? Was that the year for him? Mm, nope. Was it the year prior then? Was it 12? Was it 11, 12? No, when was this? When did Andrew Wiggins graduate? Was it 13-14 or 14-15? No, I got it. Okay. It was here. It was 13-14. They won the Big Ten. They they won the Big 12. And then they lost in the lost to Eastern Kentucky. No, they beat Eastern Kentucky, lost to Stanford. So they lost in the round of 32. So I had it like half right on both sides. So they played Eastern Kentucky, won a close game. Uh, then they lost to Stanford uh, two days later in the round of 32. So recruiting is one thing, but you still got to put it all together. Still, still got to put it all together. Hey, uh, Aaron, I had a quick question. What's up? Uh, for the, uh, just a general Sam, on our, our side this year and next year, I feel like we're a pretty big team, like 7-2 center, like 6-7, livers, 6-9, front, 6-10, front, front, and then uh, we're adding a big shooting guard in Shonda Brown. I didn't realize he was a 6-5, the pretty yeah. big dude for short shooting guard, and then like six one six feet Eli Brooks for a pretty huge team, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're uh, a big squad, but they're a versatile squad too. Very okay. very versatile. I think they're the most versatile uh, team in the conference, I believe. Where they have so many moving pieces that can be plugged in pretty much anywhere. Like Shawnee Brown is six five, but he's like all of two fifteen, two twenty. 
He's built like a linebacker. I saw those uh, workout videos. Jesus, pictures too. That dude is jacked. <laughs> and people are commenting, can he play cornerback? <laughs> man, people are so un- un- unforgivable, man. I swear. Uh, let me get some comments here. Um, Sam Malcolm, how much more attention do you think athletes in, Mich- in Michigan would get if the MHSAA changed their rules? A lot more. I mean, they have this BS contract with, I think, like Fox Sports or something where they only show, like, select games, and then they'll show, like, like some, like, playoff games. It's total crap. It's total crap. Total crap. Complete garbage. It is not only basketball. Like, it's not only basketball. It's football. Um, I've heard for wrestling, it's really, 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 really bad. Like, I heard it's, like, worse than basketball. Like, their wrestling rules. It's amazing. It's amazing. And then they, and then they, they also handicap kids uh, during the off season. Like if a certain kid makes an all-star game, when he goes to a camp out of state, like sometimes he can't even play or else he risks losing his eligibility. Like what, what, what type of crap is that? Or a football recruit goes to a team camp goes to like a goes to like a USC camp or Oregon camp or goes to Texas and if they have helmet and pads he can't you he can't have hel- helmet and pads he cannot participate in those drills because if the MHSAA finds out now you end up risking your eligibility it's total crap it's total garbage they are the most dated organization the most dated and whenever an organization says that they're going to, they're, they're not going to make certain changes um, because that's not what we were founded on, or that's not our, that's not our slogan, or that's not our, you know, like, you know, like, you know, you know, those aren't our founding principles way outdated, way outdated rain uh, scared that we'll become the next Memphis hoping Juwan can coach these kids. 100%. But, but he has done everything right so far. Everything right in terms of getting his staff, a good staff, uh, a very diverse staff, not by color, but diverse in terms of backgrounds. You know, you have one guy who was a head coach for decades on decades. One was a former, um, uh, NBA player and assistant coach in the uh, NBA. Then the other one has been in Michigan for a few years now. So a very nice background of coaches that he has. Now you're going to get kids to come in um, that are very, very talented and you're going to win some games based on talent, but you know, those games that can go 50, 50 where we need that coaching staff to come through, those are the games where I'm most curious uh, how Michigan is is going to do. But either way, man, this is a huge pickup, huge, huge pickup for Michigan and Jawan Howard. And this came out of nowhere, like nowhere. Like I said, I got a message two days ago to watch out for this. I was taking my time doing his video. 
I was doing a kid named Ty Ty Washington, who I believe is going to commit to either Illinois or Creighton. Um, I had to stop that video today and start on Mooses again. So this really came out of left, left field. Way left field. But this is a huge pickup. Huge pickup, man. Um, and I'm curious to see what the roster is going to look like with these new NCAA rules. I keep talking about it because I keep thinking about it because I like projecting out, but I can't project the way I want to because I don't know who's going to come back. And I don't know who is not. And guys like Eli Brooks, if you're asked to not come back, you're not going to go pro. You would probably take that one-year transfer and go somewhere else and play your last year. And you'll get an automatic waiver because if you transfer one time, you get to play right away no matter what because those are the new rules. But, yeah, uh, thank you guys so much for coming in and uh, and jumping on. I'm going to be using this app a lot because I get to talk with you guys. It's way more interactive than Twitter. Um, and it's just a space that we can kind of go and chill away from all the madness and all the trolls and all that. So I do appreciate I do appreciate you guys coming on. And um, what's today, Monday? It's a good start to the week, man. And uh, I'm going to have somebody on tomorrow night. We're going to talk some uh, some Indiana football and kind of catch up and see uh, see how, how it is in Hoosier land. But I do appreciate you guys. Hey, thanks you too, Rain. Have a good one.